This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, August 3rd, 2021. I'm Caleb Brown. Three years since the Supreme Court's Janus decision, the fallout has been especially pronounced in Michigan, where unionization has traditionally been very strong. What does that mean for the future of politics and the Democratic coalition nationally? Jarrett Skorup is with the Mackinac Center. He discusses the steep decline in public sector unionization in Michigan. Since the Janus decision in 2018, there was... I guess everybody's sort of holding their breath for a while. What does this mean for union membership? What does this mean for union clout with respect to public sector unions? Because that's what the decision was about, extending previous rulings on uh, unionization and whether or not you can be compelled to be a member. So what have we seen in Michigan? So Michigan uh, was unique. There, You had these series of Midwest states um, where Indiana and then Michigan and then Wisconsin um, all became right-to-work states about five years or so before Janice. So they were starting to see this drop in union membership, and then Janice, to an extent, kind of turbocharged that. Um, but we've been tracking, you know, Mackinac Center's a Michigan-based think tank, so we track those numbers very carefully. Um, they're, they're really the big players in politics in Michigan. And the, the top-end story on this is that Michigan... 15 years ago was the second highest unionized state in the country, and today it's out of the top 10. So it's literally the birthplace of organized labor, and now it's increasingly becoming less and less unionized, especially compared to other states in the Midwest. Okay, and what what accounts for that? The big part is just becoming um, a right-to-work state. So that's, um, that's, the, that's the driving force, is that, right-to-work. That was a driving force. You, you did have for a while where, so in Michigan, it's very evenly split between public and private sector unions. Like if you go to Newark and California now, they're fast becoming where the big players are the public sector side. And that's happening in most places. But Michigan still has the UAW, still has a lot of big auto plants, auto suppliers. And so in our state, it's kind of the Michigan Education Association on the public sector side and the UAW on the private sector side. And they kind of jockey for for back and forth for in the Democratic Party. And um, most of the private sector unions have lost members and the public sector unions have really taken a big hit, which has shaken up political dynamics. Explain to me how uh, the rules governing public sector unions work in Michigan. So we have two we have two things. So now so we have a right to work law that any essentially anybody who's a member of a union in Michigan ever since 2013, you have a choice. Do you want to pay dues or fees a union or not? It can be in or out. Um, we also have a and then Janice came in. And expanded that one by just saying it's a constitutional right. So it, it cuts off the knees any legal fights about that. It prevents a future legislature from going back on it. And it also extended it to public safety officers because we had had an exception for police and fire. Secondly, we have a civil service commission and they constitutionally govern all the rules for state employees in Michigan. And that commission put in place right to work. And then they also put in place a rule that on the end at the back end of the Janice decision, because Janice said workers need to affirmatively consent to be in a union. And the Civil Service Commission said every year people have to re-up in order to be union members. And that makes it an extra loophole for the unions have to go through and get people to keep signing up every year. So that further kind of led to a decline. So unions have to make an additional investment in getting out the vote, so to speak, uh, every year for membership. They do. And their members also have the opportunity to say, okay, has my life been improved enough that I want to pay six hundred, eight hundred thousand dollars a year in dues? Or are things 
going okay? Because a lot of these, you have these civil service protections, you know, for for age and race and gender, a lot of things that unions historically have tried to say, this is what we're we're protecting you from. You have your pension, you have your your benefits that are they're kind of in state law. So there's less of an argument, I would say, for membership. And and the person actually has to think about that every year. It's like, it's like if you're part of a, you know, a phone plan or something that just comes out of your bank check every year, or do you actually have to go in and think, huh, are there better offers out there that I get for this money? All right. What does that mean down the road? I mean, public sector unionization is falling off. So what? Yeah. So public sector, the, of the largest public sector unions in Michigan, which are primarily teachers and state employees, um, and, and for a while, these home caregivers, they, they've all lost about 30 to 40% of their membership. And that has a, that's exaggerated in the political spending because political spending is kind of the add-on. Like if, if you have a lot of money and you're doing well, you, you have more political spending to do because you have to pay your employees. Unions, ironically, have their own unions. They negotiate healthcare and benefits. Uh, the largest union in Michigan right now is involved in a dispute over uh, because they're cutting the healthcare benefits of their retirees because they have a lot of debt. Um, so you have all these other things they have to pay for. And so what it's meant is there's a lot less political spending in Michigan. Uh, there was a profile in the Atlantic um, last year that, uh, or two years ago now that was on how Democrats swept the top of the ticket in 2018. And one of the things they noted was how the party was extremely disappointed because the unions were just not turning out people. They were not putting up the money that they'd normally be able to do. And so that's kind of being replaced by trial attorneys and environmentalists as a major plank, I would say, of the Democratic Party, which which really changes because they have very different interests than a UAW worker working on the line at Ford. A couple of years ago, when I spoke with Joe Lehman uh, post Janice about this, you know, he sort of identified this as a possible opportunity for unions to shift their focus from away from the political activity and more into the providing actual services to their members. Yeah. Yeah. And, and recently just, just last month, so that the largest or one of the largest unions in California is the SEIU, they elected a new president who, who campaigned on saying, we're not going to spend political money anymore. So I think you're starting to see some of these things where, uh, especially because you had Donald Trump on the private sector side got such a high percentage of the union vote where they're just becoming less connected with their members. And, and that's what choice does when you have choice, whether to join an association or not, the leadership really has to think about those things. And so the, the interesting thing for us in Michigan is just that it's it, for people who aren't aren't from there, haven't lived there for a long time. It's very much the, the mindset for a really long time was we're a union state. When I, when I moved to Michigan, I moved there in 2009, and you could not get um, Republicans to take up the idea of right to work. 20 years ago in Michigan, the Mackinac Center had a board of scholars member. He worked at Comerica Bank, a major bank in, in Michigan, and he testified in support of the concept of right to work, just said, Here's what I think the economics effects would be of Michigan becoming right to work state. I think they'd be positive. And by the time he got back to his office in Detroit from that testimony, he had been fired. He lost his job because the unions threatened to pull their pension funds from that bank. And so there's this huge, there had been this huge mindset of we're a labor state, we're a union state. And, and what does that mean? And we're the home of the sit down strike and General Motors and all that stuff. And very quickly, we've gone from that to where right to work really isn't even controversial. Even the Democratic candidates don't campaign on repealing it. 
um, it's kind of accepted now that people should have a choice in union membership. And I think that's just because once people did, so many of them decided to withdraw from the union. And so whether that's a political dynamic that expands to all 50 states because of Janice, that'll be the big that'll be the big question. And it'll shake up our politics for sure. Jarrett Skorup directs marketing and communications at the Mackinac Center. We spoke last month. Subscribe to the Cato Daily Podcast pretty much anywhere and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.